Welcome to the Hellraiser Podcast. Hello there, welcome to episode 36 of the Hellraiser Podcast. I'm Peter and this is Phil. Hello. Hello. And today we're going to carry on with our commentaries. We're going to do our Hellraiser Bloodline commentary. <laughs> ah. There we go. Let's open mine as well. Ah, we're both drinking refreshing beer today. Refreshing boozes. Watch the movie, so have a drink with us if you're of age and not really ill. Mm. As we have to say every time. Mm-hmm. So, shall we crack straight on? Let's do it. Let's do it. Get your DVDs in, get them lined up to the menu, and get ready to press play. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, play. And so it begins. Dimension. The Dimension logo. Oh, some nice stereo sound going on there. Mm, it's lovely, isn't it? Listen to it on headphones if you get the chance. Oh, God! Oh, it's my God, pin headphones. So they were so desperate to get him in. That was amazing. <laughs> they put him in even before the credits. Pinhead in a rave. Clive Barker. Barker presents. Yes, he was the uh, executive producer, I believe. So he was on board from the very beginning of this one. Right. So we've had the spectacle of Hellraiser 3. We have. We've had the, you know, the big slasher version. Yep. And now they go a different way. They do go a different way. So it was Clive Barker's original idea to have the story split over three. Although his one started, his original idea started in Victorian London, I believe. Which I think is a brilliant idea. Victorian time, anyway. I wish, I wish it was real. Yeah, me too. But that got changed when um, Peter Atkins came on board to write it, and he decided to because Clive Barker's idea was about one family, and Peter Atkins thought, "What if it was the uh, Le Marchand family?" So that dictated that it should be set in France to start with. He got a little scream then, Pinhead. Did you hear that? Yeah. Just a random scream oh dear. on his name. Gary Tunnicliffe in charge. Yeah, there is some screaming going on, isn't there, in the background? I'm uh, I'm going to try and watch this film anew. Yeah, I mean, as you, if you listen to our other podcast about Bloodline, you know that we have been a little down on it and not terribly positive about it. We're going to try and be as positive as we can be on this one. Yeah. I'm going I'm to watch it and just try and watch it again. Fresh. Yeah. Fresh and easy. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. And Gary Tunnicliffe, he was uh, sort of in charge of the special effects on this one. Alan Smithy. Smithy. Uh oh. And those who don't know, Alan Smithy is the name that the Directors Guild puts if someone doesn't want their own name to be on their film, they say, I don't be associated with this, take my name off the film, they'll say it's Alan Smithy. So this is quite a bold beginning. Twenty one twenty seven. The thing is We're in space. You're hit by you're hit by, directed by Alan Smithy, yeah. and then you see a shot of a space station mm-hmm. in a Hellraiser film. So instantly you think, this is going to be shit. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Because it's in space. What the hell? Yeah. But this... This robot, it's pretty cool. It's I quite like this. The head of a Terminator. He's like a sort of cute Terminator. He is. He's like Terminator meets Short Circuit. Yeah. <laughs> and here we've got this fella. You've got a... State of the art uh, video camera there. Not bad effects. That's though. all right. This, that shot's okay. Not bad effects there. Looks very nice on this version that we've got here. Well, I've, I'm playing the DVD through a Blu ray player, so it's sort of upscaling it a bit. I haven't got this on Blu ray. I think you can get it on Blu ray, but I haven't got it. But no, it's these so shots, cute. the model shots, do actually look pretty good. It's so cute that the robot's like cross legged and yeah. everything. <laughs> 
like that's important. <clears throat> it is. It is important. You take your top off, you sit cross-legged on the floor, and then that's how you open the box. The robot should have little trousers on, so he's like he he's should, got his really top off. He? <laughs> and candles, robotic candles. Robotic candles. Him. I do like all this. Him using his hands as virtual reality, the robot opening them. Yeah. Awful props. Uh, is that harsh? Awful props. What I don't like those little mean? glove things he's got there. No? no I think they look a bit bad. rubbish. I don't mind them. At the moment, oh, no, it's all being negative already. Right Shut it, Phil. <laughs> They're good. They're this, right. that, that's crap. The CGI robot hands. I that reminds me box. of like a PlayStation 1 I know. game. PlayStation but the head's 2 okay. game. Yeah, the box is rubbish, but the head's okay. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit... But at the time, that that wouldn't have jarred that 96, badly. 96, this was. Yeah, it wasn't that, that was okay. bad. Well, that was after... Wasn't that after the Abyss? Oh, well, come on. And Terminator Come two. on. They were, <laughs> they were standouts. I know, but you kind of watch them as a kid, as I was at the time, thinking that's what all films are going to look like from now on. Sure. You don't realise that they had Forget $200 million dollars spent on them. And this one had about $4 million, dollars, I think. So this is so a this good idea. Is, yeah. He's opening it <clears throat> via the robot so that he doesn't get... But I love oh. it! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Pinhead just Pinhead destroys again. him. I thought the box looked a little bit cheap there as well. The prop. Yeah, it does a bit. I'm just nitpicking. Yeah. Well, a lot of the film looks quite cheap. We've talked about this before. Such a short game. So these are like sort of future soldiers yeah. in riot gear. Marines, which is kind of, you know, the whole aliens type thing in the future. Got to be careful we don't go quiet again. Oh. So he's just talking to the... Oh, mate. That's it. But, mm. but, but Pinhead's down there. Pinhead's down there. So all the people have turned up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to talk now because <laughs> they're just having a little chat. Yeah. Well, you find out that he's he's just got all the power on this bit, and it's he, he designed this space station. This is um, quite a lot of exposition all of a sudden. Yeah. So this is very heavy exposition time. Like, you know, here we are. This is what's happening. This guy, sorry, Peter's just trying to uh, adjust the volume for us. <laughs> that's sorry. Right. That's why I'm rambling. Carry on, ramble away. Ramble away. Ooh, smoking. Look at this. It's all... smoking. That's not very good smoking acting. No? No, I didn't like that. Although he was a cigar, so. And how are you doing? Are you still off the off the cigarette? Hey guys, I'm still I'm still Look at haven't this. smoked. Brilliant. So good man. it's done. It's done. <clears throat> so here he is. <clears throat> this is very funny. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> He's um, he's not the best actor I've ever seen. He isn't, but he's trying hard. And he's not the worst in this film. He certainly <laughs> is not the worst in this film. Um, she's okay. I think Rimmer. The end game. This is the end game. Um, I yes, don't have the so time to help you. I don't have the time to help you understand. But All right, I will tell you <laughs> tell everything. Tell you a really, really long story. Mega long. Um, yeah. So... As you said on our previous podcast, he he should say, I've got time to tell you, there's a room downstairs, do not go in it, whatever you do, there's something in there that's really bad. Yeah. And I know a lot of the time you say, people say, oh yeah, but then that would be, make the film really short. But I think that would actually increase the tension. 
Because yeah. if he said, do not go in the there. Film really short. You just write around it. Yeah. But, you know, people go, oh, yeah, but, like, you know, that's why they don't do that in horror films, because the film would be crap if they didn't Nonsense. do stupid things. I'm like, yeah, but it would be very scary if he said, don't go in there. And then someone went, I'm going in there. Yeah. Because they look in, they can't see anything on the monitors. There's nothing in And it there. would make sense. And then you hear the kids. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, he said there was something bad in there, but he's actually got kids in there. What a... We have to open it. God. Anyway, now we're back in the... In the past. In the past. So we've got um, nice, some nice shots here. I like these things of little yeah, little nice. hands and um, designs. So all this stuff was originally supposed to be with the first thing we ever saw in the film, an original script. Uh, it wasn't supposed to. So for those who don't know, which I'm sure you all do already, you were supposed to just start here in the 1700s and not know that the film goes to space until the third act. Which is obviously great. Which is amazing. Would be great. If it had started go. with all this, with all this sort of intricate putting yeah. things together. It'd be amazing. Look at his face. I love it. He's so happy. Yeah. I, I did made it. a box. I did it. <laughs> I did Look, and it looks, it looks cheap as hell. Mm. It does compared to the ones from the first. I don't understand. It looks like what it is. Like a, a, like a little... toy maker in France. <laughs> a little metal what? thing put on a wooden box. So here we go. His, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the accents again. I mentioned that on our... Bloodline podcast. Yeah, don't, don't go over it again, Peter. It does annoy me, but that's that's another story. So look, look what it does. It opens and then it closes again. Yeah, it's very good. So at the moment, it it doesn't summon hell. Well, I think because he made it to the specifications, didn't he? Of the Duke, he did. So, so I think there's I think stuff in it that he doesn't quite Duke's understand. House, they, or yeah. maybe they add something to it using the Latin indications yeah. and the pentagram and all that stuff. Working to a commission. So that's that's an interesting change, isn't it? Because it's not that he is this demonic toy maker who has no, the powers. No, no, no. He's 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 been manipulated into making. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's the victim, definitely. In the background, the toys are moving. That's yeah, quite cool. that's quite cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of really nice stuff in this film. Don't get me wrong. It's just there's more that doesn't quite work. And this is the whole look. I'm pregnant. Remember, <laughs> whereas in the script. The pregnancy reveal is, is later and makes it more dramatic. <clears throat> I don't mind that way of revealing it, though. Putting his hand on her stomach. I know, but it's a bit exposition-y. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not too bad. It's a minute after we first met them both. It's not her going, I'm pregnant, though. Don't mm. forget that. Don't forget that. <laughs> like the other guys at the beginning going, yeah. well, what he's done is he's still in this space station. And... <laughs> right, and here Hello. we are. Here's Jacques. He so is... he's your favourite, then, Jacques. Oh, God, he's That's amazing. That's what I think you said last time. I think I might have done. No, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor shot. He just doesn't even bother trying to do an English accent. This guy's okay. I like the Duke. The Duke is... Duke uh, de The Duke de Lille is actually, um, yeah, quite good. He is. He's okay. This is cool, you know, this sort of weird... And this looks okay. Scary house with candles everywhere. Yeah. Lovely banquet. Mm-hmm. The costumes are okay. And she's, uh, you know, a little waif so, from the streets. I mentioned on the, on the first podcast that it looks really bad and looks really cheap. But at the moment, as we are here, it's not too bad. Some of the shots of the space station are a bit cheap looking right at the very beginning. But this is okay. This looks nice. Partly because of the lighting. You've got the flicker from the fire. Yeah. Jack hasn't spoken yet, so that's okay. That is good. Oh. 
She's quite good. The magician. Well. France's greatest magician. He's France's greatest magician. And I'm from France. Don't forget that. We're both oh. French and I'm from France. I hope this guy never listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'd Sorry. Be like, Sorry. I tried my best, all right? <laughs> well... You say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, But wait, surely it's not yeah. that difficult to do an English accent. Hey, hey. Says me, who had some flack for his <laughs> American accent and piercing the veil. Oh, but that was because we didn't have much time to do it. And excuses, excuses. Here they are. Oh, um, look, everything's gone horrible. There's oh, worms. Dear. Worms, maggots. Maggots. Wormy worms. Uh, and oh, she's dear. getting strangled. This is quite good, if I remember correctly. Hmm. This is um, the probably one of the Hellraiser films I've watched the least of all of them mm-hmm. because I don't enjoy watching this one. So I wouldn't put this on if I had some time to kill, just to have on. Okay. Um, because there's a, there's a lot in it that I don't like, and I would want to skip over. There's a lot that I want to skip over. Yeah, and I'd much rather watch nearly any of the others <laughs> nearly. instead. Yeah, the, which is this, a shame. This one's got some good stuff in it. I like all this no, stuff at the beginning. I like this, um, you know, this creepy aristocrat with his weird yeah. rituals and yeah, that's cool. so on. It's all very good. I like it. Le Marchand. Le Marchand. So he's a mm-hmm. crazy. So he's well known for being a good toy maker. He's well known. So yeah, you're quite right. This is uh, he's very different to the character of Le Marchand they then talk about in the comics, for example. Yes. Who was this nutter who made loads and loads of different puzzle boxes and puzzles that open gateways to hell. This guy's just a poor sap who's made to do it just because he makes good puzzles. Mm. I like both ideas. <clears throat> um, I think I probably I know, like, I like the they crazy... They work together, though. No, absolutely. Which is a shame. No, no, no. But I like the other one, the um, guy who makes lots of different ones. Hmm. Ultimately. Well, so do I. Better. This is quite cool. You know, do it in no, shadow. I like this. And he's looking in he's through the window. In shadow. It does <clears> have quite a good effect. Slicing her bottom off. Cutting her skin off. Cutting her skin off. That's great. I mean, it's subtle. <laughs> he says, there's a big lump of flesh hits the floor. <laughs> But uh, as we know from the script, he was supposed to be looking through the window at a seductive let me take my clothes off while all you gamblers try and open a box scene. Mm. So that's very different. So I'm I'm quite liking this. No, this is okay. Yeah, yeah. Everybody talk too much about, not at the moment, about how crap it is compared to the script. But we will in the present day section. <laughs> yeah. But this isn't too bad. <clears throat> this kind of makes sense because you've got you've got the Duke using his his magic, as it were, to create this demon, summon this demon up from hell, using the box as well for the first time. Which I think is a nice. Um, this is all a nice sort of origin of the box. Yeah, it's okay for the films. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't doesn't distress me. Too much. And in the original script, he'd already summoned her as a demon when she gets the box, Mm. which is very interesting. 
<laughs> Spectare. <laughs> I love it. And you've got Here you've got go. some poor like um you know, grip or someone with a <laughs> reflective mirror light, mirror reflecting lights onto his face. There's <laughs> Jacques. So here we go. This is how you had to uh, you had to go through all of this shit before the box existed to summon a demon from hell. Yeah, and that's quite cool. You know, it's like I yeah. think I think I spoke about this before. It's like someone taking the the whole demon summoning thing and and mm. modernising it <laughs> somehow. Mm. Well, yeah. You know, trying to trying to make a more efficient way of summoning up demons. Yeah. But I do like I like I really like the Duke. I mean, he's he's great. He's, the makeup is brilliant. Yeah, good makeup. Good <clears throat> good character. Whereas the makeup on Jacques and. Philippe is a bit too clean. They're a bit too. Hey, look at these nice-looking young men. Yeah, I mean, I think the they were there. They were there to be, you know, admired, weren't they? I know, but they look like they're from the nineties. <laughs> there he is. That's a great shot. Look at him. With his arms up. Oh, this is pretty horrible. Yes. Yeah, that great. makes you go oof. Yeah. The big hooks there. Oh, there you go. Skin filling. It's just, you know, Hellraiser can't get away from the hooks and chains. No. Walk now amongst us. And there she is. He's called up a demon. Angelique. Angelique. I feel a bit sorry for him, really, the old Duke. Do you? Well, you know, he's doing his thing and then he gets out, outdone. He Why does. Bloody Jacques. No, that is bad. <clears throat> there's, no need for him, there's no need for him to say that there. <clears throat> That's bad. As, we, as we've as we said before, he... There's much better ways of getting that across without he repeats just that. saying it. He just repeats it and that's his main thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, apologies if we do repeat ourselves, but uh, some no, of the things in this film... And also, some people won't have... Listen to our other podcast, maybe. What? They might start on this one. Hey. We never know. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. For those who are in I think there's someone ball. sitting on a bus right now listening to this going, what the hell is this all about? Yeah, I've never seen this film. <laughs> Here we go. This is good. Yeah. Look at that. We That's do go right. on in the other podcasts about how good this scene is. I won't, I won't say it, it then. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Yeah. The, the special effects are great with the body. Great special That's effects. That's great. The script is brilliant. Because this is one of the only scenes they haven't really touched. Yeah, and as we said, this guy's it's, brilliant. This guy's great, and it makes sense. As we yeah, as we said before, this is a scene where they're both talking in character. It makes sense what they're saying, but it furthers the plot. And look at this room. We didn't talk about that last time. The room yeah. is excellent. Look at the the walls and no, stuff. You know, it's the, really, uh, the almost whole... like um, faces of the puzzle box. Yeah, the whole vibe is is really great. Mm. And he's like, he wants to get rid of him. Yeah, and he doesn't believe it. It's it's great. Ding. Yeah. There you go. Possibly the best scene in the film. That it is, <laughs> and that's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so now we've got the voiceover again. Oh, we're back. Back to this. I mean, this and this was in the time when um, it was. I mean, it still kind of is, but it was very popular to make someone look hardcore by like shaving their head yeah. like if an actor had their head shaved it was like whoa yeah. this serious deal I mean it, they have to obviously make him look different 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But But, I mean, that's it. Just shave his head. It makes him look like a kind of monk type. Yeah. You know, know, it gives him this kind of gravitas, which perhaps that hair is pretty bad. This old 1700s hair. (laughs) Because that's not, that's supposed to, I mean, that is a wig, obviously, but that's supposed to be his real hair, isn't it? Well, I think so. His character's hair. It's not an accident. No, because people in in that time did wear wigs, but it's more. Because not for him. He's he's like a lowly character. Duke's hair is not not his. I think that's supposed to be his actual hair. Um, so he's now snuck back. What? And so why has he done that then? Do you well, think? And she's well because he. Well, this is the thing. This is where we have to make our own story because it's not gone into. He where well, he's. Gone I'm back going to, to make a machine that yeah, will get rid of them, and he's and drawn then he's gone back. The picture. I could. You only assume that he has to get his box back. To use that to create the Elysium configuration. It's an it's a huge hole in the oh, it's plot. Massive. But as we said, I mean, there is a lot missing from here, the original script. Look at this sexy times going on. Sexy times in the mirror. Mirror sexy times. That's good. I like this that, the, <clears throat> that he's all yeah, alive he's all... and barbed yeah, wired up good. to a chair. Naked. I don't know what it is with these <laughs> these insects. Worms and slugs and caterpillars and maggots. Yeah, like but yeah, um, there he is. Yeah, that's that's good. That's great. And they've been he's been usurped. He's been usurped. Oh dear. Yeah, and she Oh, sexy times. But in the actual Original script, he's, he actually kind of gets it on with her, or at least she sort of hypnotises him. It's a bit of a... Mm. That's an unfortunate um, exchange of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, he looks a bit like a young Brad Pitt, and that's all right. Maybe that's why he got the job. So I actually meant to say Tom Cruise then. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. I was just thinking about Interview the Vampire. This is early asleep. morning booze is. Uh, God, yeah, we are boozing us. really early. <laughs> I meant to say he looks like a young Tom Cruise a bit, which is probably why he got the job. Because he doesn't. I haven't act. seen this film for so long. Um, I'm actually keep start. I keep watching it. I know. <laughs> well, we should have watched it and then done the commentary. This is but really I can't, bad. I'm not sitting through it twice, listeners. <laughs> um, so if I am start ram, if I do start rambling, it's because I'm. It's because so there's I'm this whole it. bit now in the script where Auguste, his friend, comes to see if he's okay, and the troop of Cenobite clowns turn up and they yeah. get him and suck him into the big moor of hell. Yeah, which which That's was great. like her stock in trade, wasn't it? Yeah. Angelique's stock in trade. Uh, Cenobites is... were all clowns and referenced earlier so oh so and then they turn up later with a drum with Auguste's face on it mm. that's good but yeah now she's just turned up and, and he's, he's alive enough to say listen yeah get out this is what happened to me yeah and that's it really isn't it so yeah I, I, I'm a bit this is where you're going well why did it's, he go back I know it's, it's just a bit disappointing because you think oh is that it for the past section and all, even if he'd have just gone even if he'd just been sitting at his desk and gone the only way I can send them back is to get the box mm. it, just that would have made it a bit more resonant yeah. 
and it, that's it. That's the seventeen hundreds. That's it. Yeah, and there was a lot more originally in the script, which they didn't, they didn't do, or they couldn't do, or they didn't have the well, time. It was to all in. Money. It was all in like basically, sort of three locations, wasn't it? it was, or at least one yeah. major location. Yeah, but they chopped it and chopped it and chopped it. And originally, it was supposed to be like a two-hour film. Now it's like eighty minutes or something. Mm. So yeah, much much later. Now we're in present day. He's Andrew. dreaming about her. So I think this. I mean, we've spoken about it before, but this this um, sort of seduction romance between Angelique and and the uh, the toy maker descendants mm-hmm. doesn't really work. It doesn't work as well as it should. No, because she. <laughs> and that's funny anyway that face is quite funny Home Alone moment <laughs> um, and uh, yeah no because she's supposed to sort of hypnotise him to his to his core basically in the past section and that's what makes him and all his descendants have her in his brain because she's a demon she's implanted herself in his soul and mind yeah, and whereas there's... he hardly talks to her in this version I mean there's the other sort of subtext of that there is a darkness in him which mm. allowed him to build the box in the first place which does tie in with the other yeah. version of the toy maker yeah. you know that and and that that his family is doomed his mm. bloodline is doomed because of what they've done so they are connected to the demon yeah. world yes that's true so perhaps that's me just putting something that completely well, no, doesn't again, exist like in the before, film you have to you fill the gaps yourself and when you do it's much more enjoyable I feel like this woman looks a bit like Meryl Streep. She does. She's in um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Is she? And I remember seeing that and thinking, that girl looks like Meryl Streep. <laughs> and here we are again. Yeah. And actually, uh, Kevin Yeager, the director of this film, worked on... He did on... Uh, effects, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did effects on Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. So I think he knew her through that and then wanted her for this. I remember seeing him on... A... Magazine mm. cover years ago, and it was like Kevin Yeager. Is it Yager Ye- or Yager? Yeager. Yeager. Oh, well, that's what I say. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, he had all the Freddy heads behind him and stuff. Freddy heads. Freddy heads. Yeah, he's good. Oh, there he is. But yeah, Shock. so Kevin Yeager was a special. He worked in special effects, and this was his first. I think this was his first movie as a director. A good shot. That's a good shot. Is that split focus? Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because there's lots of split focus moments in the film. We'll come to you later. It's probably it's like a new toy, isn't it? You're like, but oh, he's oh, still a bit crap. And this scene, as we've said before, this scene as written is brilliant because he's having this really slimy, greasy meal and being a complete bastard to her. Yeah. And she's playing him. This one, he's just standing there with the same hair. I mean, he's a, he's supposed to have you know lived. For a long time, he, he looks exactly you know. the same. And the whole, you know, they say, you know, he's he looks the same because, yeah, I mean, it, it, he shouldn't have aged because he, he's under her. No, but he spell. should look a bit different. So there's something going on with his with his face. Well, I just think I think I, I I'll, I'll bring it back to the costume design. I just think yeah. that costume design is is it doesn't look like this kind of world-weary traveller. It looks like a kind of guy from the 90s who's trying to look like a world-weary traveller. Yeah, where it should look the other way around. He's got like a little neckerchief and a... It should you know, be someone who suit. is completely out of touch with the modern day, but is trying to fit in. 
Yeah. I, I do love, you know, oh, this is quite cool, quite yeah. cool shot, because you go, oh, God, that looks sharp. It does look sharp. Um, it's going to go into his eye, but then it doesn't. That's good. Oh. Oh! That makes you go, oh. Yeah. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Now, what I like about his character is that he's such an idiot in that he yeah. just likes... He's basically spent his whole time with this demon, having sex with her, drinking, yeah. eating, yeah. and and just now that's good. Wandering that good. around, no, I, I, like what a moron! Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's brilliant. Hmm. That is good. Oh, you like it rough, Jacques? All the stuff that he he's you know blatantly said to her in the past. Well, this is uh, this is quite <laughs> a kind of sort of vaguely empowering moment, yeah. isn't it? Because at least you've got a female character, sort of. You know that's quite cool. Yeah, it's a good effect. I don't. I don't really like that effect. For me. You don't. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, you've got a female character at least throwing back that kind of thing at a male character yeah. and having him completely in her power. Which no, it's good. Is bizarre that you don't. You know, you obviously don't see that very much on films. I like all this. I think this is good. I like the idea of Angelique. And her character, mm-hmm. and I think it's a shame that it wasn't quite realised in the way that it could have been. That's good because that looks painful. America. America, and Jacques like, yeah, I've never been to America. See, that's why it doesn't. That's why the accent thing really bugs me. This because of this whole scene where he's supposed to be French but sounds American, saying how he doesn't want to go to America because he's from <laughs> France. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sounds petty, but when I first saw it, that really jarred for me and took me out of the film. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm I was, sure I can't be the only one. I, I agree. No, I agree with you. I'm just going, goodness gracious, at the fact that they didn't care when no. they cast him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or get someone to dub him afterwards. I mean, they yeah. dubbed enough people from English to American in the first film. They mm. could have done it the other way around for this one. Yeah. New York. New York City. Oh, that's a nice shot. There's a there's a lot of good shots, aren't there? Yeah, and here we are in the building from the end of Hellraiser three. Wunderbar, very nice. See, this is uh, and this is all a bit is a bit crappy, isn't it? This stuff mm. on the walls, like his machine. Well, yeah, it's like sort of cardboard <laughs> cogs and stuff spinning around. This 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 looked quite cheap. And when we say things look cheap, it's because they were cheap, because they didn't have any money for this film. They were not given anywhere near the budget they should yeah. have been given for this film. I mean, to a, make a, it scene, work properly. a scene like this, you know, the scenes with these with these bits of machine and stuff are, are very ambitious. And so you can't fault them for trying to put that on film. And this is the thing. I, we don't want to be down on the filmmakers too much because it's not their fault. A lot of it looks cheap. It's because they weren't given the money yeah. that they yeah. needed. And, you know, you and I know when you're in a project and you haven't got that much money and you try your best and it comes out yeah. the way it comes out. Yeah, there's a lot of There's a lot of stress and stuff happening. Yeah, there's a lot of definitely. factors happening. And I think... I do think that there is, at the core of this film, a goodwill of people who were trying to make a great movie. Well, the first version of it, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the studio got involved and said, change this, change that, change Absolutely. the other. And Absolutely. And, and then that's no why he took his, that name, he took off his name off Yeah, it. exactly. Because <laughs> Kevin Yeager, he he did the whole film as he wanted it to do, and then they wanted him to change the whole thing, pretty much, all the structure. And he said no because he didn't want to put another. What was that? 
another year of his life into the movie. And so they got someone else to come in and rewrite bits, someone else to come in and refilm it. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I just, just yes. this guy is obviously amazing. We've talked about him before. Mm. He's just hilariously bad. But just the fact that when he closed her purse, he snapped his finger shut in the yeah. purse. It's just ludicrous. I love mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> and as we said, this is... Oh, he's... Oh, just... um, but this is, this is a you know mirror image of the scene from the first film. Yeah, when you amazing when you when you compare this scene and the scene and in look, the first this is, film, okay, and compare how they look as well. This is starting to look like a TV movie. Yeah, and the first film looks like a movie, looks like a film, and this was obviously filmed on film because it was released in the cinema in America, not over here. But creating <clears throat> creating the right look is very difficult. Yeah, here we go. Ah. Stay tuned for more insights coming at you. Um, I go on and on in our other podcast about how this box works its way up from the floor into the pillar, but then I've, I've realised listening to it recently that this is actually in like a basement, so yeah, <laughs> they could have just <laughs> yeah. been there all the time, yeah, and they just cut round it. <laughs> so uh, that's a bit stupid of me, but there we go. That's what it's all about. <clears throat> but this is the box from film three. She put in the cement, and that cement became this basement they're in now. Yeah. And she sort of... So that's quite a nice tie-in, you know? Yeah, it's nice. And she can kind of sniff it out, but they don't go into that as much as they should. We don't need tops off. It's as if she completely knows where it is when she leads him down there. We don't need his top off, no. And he's... um, We don't need to keep going on about it, but he's... Yeah, not great. Well, I don't. I don't think it's his fault. To be brutally honest, I think that his no, part is the... just yeah quite hard. I think the you know obviously we saw it done in the first film really well, but yeah. the whole vibe mm-hmm. of the first film was different. This scene, you know, in this car park with this kind of lighting in this kind of way with this kind of character, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't really <laughs> no lend itself to a subtlety. And we me- we mentioned before how. Um, it's not hands that summon us, it's desire, but then he gets dragged into hell. And we've had some people get contact with us and some great feedback about that. And it's the argument has been, oh, chat of beast. That's all right. That's fine from a distance. But uh, the argument is his desire for her creates his desire to open the box for her. And that is... It is his desire that opens the box. Yeah, and I can also kind she's of see a demon that. from hell. I can kind of see that. And who's this? Oh, I mean, music from Hell Razor Two uh, playing. Here he is. This, the, is. this would be much the better wonderful if this was his first Dudley. appearance. Surely, yes. Idiots. From of course, it would. Miramax or Dimension. And now here we go. This is all the stuff that doesn't make any sense because they've cut too much out. Because as we've as we're watching this film. And we know the backstory. He became pinhead in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. He would never have seen her before. And he what? knows her. But he might have heard Wouldn't he have her. seen her in hell? Why? Oh, he might have heard of her. Because she came yeah, out no, of absolutely. hell in the 1700s. Yes, absolutely. She's Sorry. not been back. She's been dicking about with Jock for 200 years. A brain freeze. 
and he says hell is more ordered and much less amusing which is supposed to be reference to her clowns mm. but when he says it out of context it sounds like it's he's saying things aren't as much fun as when you were there which i don't necessarily mind i guess on this on this watching today <laughs> no it's okay but it's it's only when you stop and think about it that and even away too long sounds like he's that's a really nice shot her. of him yeah his eyes looked really brilliant he looks great now as we'll come to later on there's a bit later on where he doesn't look so great shocking but i've just that noticed fine. that they've they've sort of with the grid work on his face made it look a little red even okay. in those shots where it kind of looks sore somehow. I didn't notice that, but I'll have a look next time he's on screen. Obviously, we can't rewind it and have another look because that would <laughs> mess you all up watching this. Here we are. And there she is. So all of these sort of scenes, are, they're, they're very unsubtle, you know. They're very straightforward, aren't they? And that's, yeah. that's a bit of a, a problem. With a film that's dealing with such high concepts, no, I agree. You know, or or deep and interesting ideas. This looks a bit like a TV film as well, though. Yeah, which I mean, I can't really describe. Well, I don't know why that is. I mean, it's either to do with the cameras that they used, and the lenses that they used, or the lighting. I think it's the lighting, or how it was transferred, maybe. But it looks like um, when I say TV movie or like a TV show you know like a really good yeah, quality think, TV show from the I 90s. think people can I mean you can see I can see there the the grain of the, of the film as it yeah. were so it doesn't look but, it doesn't have that instant clarity of a TV film but it does have the lighting it has the set yeah. feel that as in sets exactly no I agree and it's a shame because the 1700s stuff looked much better than this so here we go. Here's here's where we really get into what doesn't make any sense. She notices that he's created this thing, and that, that can look get rid of demons. Yes, and that look that she just did, I would say, was her going, "I want to possess this technology." Oh, see, I thought she looked scared by it. No, I thought she was going, "I want this." Well, it could be either. <laughs> it could be. It, <laughs> it could, could be. be. It could be both at the same time. It could be. Whoa, that is something. I I need that for myself. Because what happened there? She just touched was, him and then it went to white yeah, and that, that there could have been something in there. There could have been like a a quick clip of them yeah. having sex. Yeah, I think that would have been great. Uh, so, so here we get into this For thing many where reasons. yeah, well, yeah. Um, here we get into this thing of going well. Um, she does she want to use this technology to get rid of Pinhead yeah. and become ruler of hell mm. again or not? No, which is very confusing, and it's never clear in the no. in the film. As you sit and watch the film, it's no. not clear. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so here he is. So is that is, is that a wig? <laughs> doesn't look real in this scene. It doesn't look real at all, does it? Maybe he had his head shaped the whole thing. They, well, well, I mean, it, see, it's... they filmed a sex scene. If they'd done a little clip of this in that flash just now, when she touched him, I mean that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that do you think that's really her or is that a model uh, a model what like a puppet <laughs> <laughs> they do I uh, think they do a lot in these films have, body doubles. have a body that double that might be why the Whereas lighting it, that's is, what I mean you can't see her face yeah it could be so I, I, you know it could be it doesn't matter though I, I, I'm not bothered either way 
Um, <clears throat> oh, there's Meryl. No, it's it's it, they could have had a anyway. We we could talk for ages about what they could should have done. I suppose that's why we're here, Peter. <laughs> but there's a great thing in the script. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, when they're having sex in his mind, or no, I think it's in real life. They actually have sex in real life, and she turns into a demon. As yeah. They're, as they're shagging. Not ideal. No. And oh, bless her. The wife's all upset because. This is nice, nice with a dove. Yeah, this is great. A nice callback to yeah. the original. Book. And he's talking to the dog, to the chatter beast. Look, here we go. That's brilliant. That is cool. That is really good. Scary. And the Great stuff effect. earlier on, seeing the dog from the distance. Now then, is, oh my god. Now then, here we go. I actually forgot about all this. No. Stuff. This is this is the the worst acting mm-hmm. in any Hellraiser film, and that includes Revelations, <laughs> this which is we hadn't seen terrible. when we first talked about this film. This is these guys terrible. are so bad. What is this all about? And the script is shocking. I don't think they're very well served by the script. No, but. And I don't. If she was cutting all, I don't think the problem is the problem is with some of these characters is that they've gone for the most brash um, American all... version. Yeah. Like the man earlier, he wasn't a sort of shy man who was like, "Oh, I'm no. a beautiful woman." He was a, quite a brash, yeah. sort of like, "Hey, well, yeah, let's do it." And yeah, these guys so. are the same. Yeah, I know, but they still can't act. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm not doubting that at all. And funnily enough, it's actually two different actors in this Cenobite costume later on. So why don't they screen test those two guys? <laughs> they might be better. <laughs> well, as we know, you know, the supply of twins, identical twins in the world is, is not infinite. So finding two guys who Those two were guys right... in Terminator 2 were brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. They were. Hey, but they probably cost a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because they were famous They've been in then. Terminator That's 2, for God's sake. Yeah, they couldn't afford them. That's it. They went down the list of twins <laughs> to be found, the ones they could afford. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So this is a scene that I believe was one of the ones added later. Right. Because there shouldn't really have been any sort of sexual tension between the two of them. No. And this scene was also added from the script. The original script has a a lady called Valerie Dyson getting chased and sent to hell. Mm. Whereas they thought it... And it does make more sense because the, the twin Cenobites were in the original script in the future section so it does make sense to show their origin but it just wasn't done terribly well as we'll get to later you're not a big fan of the twin Cenobites form of of dispatching people either it's the worst thing ever but this we'll get there but this is um, he was out of focus then (laughs) they're focusing Uh, on his pins not on his eyes Hey, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there. Um, this is weird because this isn't in the original script. There shouldn't really be any sexual tension between them. Mm. They're not supposed to like each other. <clears throat> it's nice to still talk about games, though. I do like that. That's yeah. What they're dealing with here There's is a lot so of mirrors. You much. There's a lot of mirrors oh, yes, in this is. as well. Yeah, a lot of shots in mirrors or reflections. 
Well, it's actually quite a, a good technique, obviously, if mm. you don't want to keep cutting all the time, just to show various different things in one shot. No, yeah, absolutely. So... And he puts his hook between you know. the breasts and dribbles down. But it's a very good stylistic choice to use the mirrors. No, it is. No, it is, absolutely. But also, it, you know, a lot of characters are mirrors of other characters in the film, so mm. it, does, it does make sense. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so that's good. We like that. We like that. I like that, yeah. And now these twins have found, oh dear, something. Massacred. Um, yeah, what what the relationship between Pinhead and Angelique is too big in uh, to be dealt with in this film properly. Yeah. They, they they've not gone. You know, it's it's too much. Like in this film, they've just barely scratched the surface of it. Mm. It doesn't really make any sense. Well, it's because it's all too rushed. The yeah. whole thing's too rushed. The yeah. whole film is too rushed. Yeah. Especially this section, the end of the past section. And the whole of the... They're spending far too long on this. Look at the, how long we're spending with these two guys. But this is this is considered, obviously, as as, as exciting, as tension building. Because you're like, what's going to happen to But it to can't them? be, because they're making gags. It's supposed to be funny as well. But, you know, that... that, that... <laughs> oh, I mean, it's God. fun when they find him. Yeah, this is... Don't make us put some pain on you. Pain. <laughs> oh, God. And this is... He's got pins in his head. Any need for that? <laughs> He's got nails in his head. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nails in his head, you idiot. This is good, though. I mean, this is this is great. Well, I mean... Uh, pain is a face. Allow me to show it to you. Oh, I like Gentlemen, that. I am pain. The, the, the breath. The breath. Amazing. And that's it. I you feel like... that... Um, I mean, Doug Bradley's obviously... An excellent actor, and he's got the gravitas. Well, those pins are quite big, though, aren't they? Those nails. They are, they are. And they're not nails, they're pins. They they're are rounded pins, yeah. tops. Yeah, they are. Whereas pins. in the original film, they were nails. They were nails, yeah. Um, but you wouldn't say pins. You wouldn't say pins. Anyway, you were saying about Doug Bradley. No, but he's got that gravitas, hasn't he? He's. Whatever line he's, cho- he's given, well, he can really Doug nail, Bradley it. Is, nail it. Is a re- <laughs> nail it. Look at that. Doug Bradley is a very good actor. Yes. And he can do it. The, the things you're saying about the, the twins not being, you know, they're hampered by the script they're given. You can make things work. If you're oh, a yeah. actor, you can make yeah. dodgy dialogue oh, yeah. work. Oh, yeah. I just don't, I just don't want to lay... I just don't, some awful lines I mean, that he but makes work. The thing is that Doug Bradley is mm-hmm. an exceptional actor, mm. whereas these guys are clearly just doing what they do. They're jobbing actors yeah. who happen to be twins so they get the work the twins get um so i don't what i what my point is is i don't want to lay all of the blame at their door but there's a hefty portion of blame you know coming on amazon delivery to their door for sure (laughs) yeah other delivery are other (laughs) delivery options are available (laughs) here we go that's interesting but a bit weird same things from uh, hellraiser 2 hellbound going in making their skin blue Bleach, I, I mean, think that's... it is. Like <laughs> just putting bleach in them. <laughs> so that's a bit weird. See that wire in the back of his head just then? Yeah. That was interesting. Hmm. So the... he's like, no, you're doing it all wrong. I, all but this, this, this is all just a bit like, what? why is he... He's turned up, he's been called, and now he's just ponting about walking around 
you know, it's it's not really. And then he's like, "So I've got a plan. That's quite close." That's from Hellraiser three. Yeah, but not as good. It's not as good as Hellraiser, but that that because that shot... when they give him when they give it full on yeah. massive roundy fisheye pinhead face. I know, but that the shot was really good. The end of Hellraiser three. Mm. So he's like, "I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna kidnap that boy." And look at that, the classic boy from these kind of um, he's movies, a bit classic, isn't he? Where they have this kind of hairstyle. I know. Of this like mop. <laughs> they mop, just run around. Danny going, Torrance uh, mop. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Oh, I'm going to start on him. <laughs> yeah, here we go. So there's something going on here. This is nice. So what? But it's it's all disjointed. It's all disjointed. Yeah. She, she was with... Because why would he be doing this? With I mean, she's quite attractive the basic threads of the film it? you know the, yeah the basic thread no the basic threads of the film are, are him being sort of drawn to the dark side to continue mm. the Anakin um, <laughs> he's he's got an attraction to her the, his, his blood calls out to the darkness of hell as well um, yeah. and he's <clears throat> in a situation a bad situation with her also you've got Pinhead turning up who also, you know, he's got a, a relationship with Angelique yeah. too. Yeah. A very different one. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have one, but he has. Got but he one. has got one, <laughs> yeah. and it's very different. Yeah. And that's changing as well. Mm-hmm. And then you've got all this other stuff. You know, this kind of standard horror movie stuff going on. Yeah. You've got the long game of the whole bloodline. You know. Yeah. Where the box came from. So there's a lot of stuff going on here, but a lot of it's not very well realised in the film. No. No. I completely agree. But you can't fault the ambition of all of that. No, no, absolutely. And as we've said, the original script has has a great. It was a to great it. script, but they didn't they didn't give them enough money or time. <laughs> I wish I could have seen Pinhead stamp on his. Um, his yeah, I know his like Lego Bastard. Ferris wheel like or whatever. Bully kicking down a sandcastle. <laughs> okay, so Here this is go. where he looks. Really bad. This is where Pinhead looks terrible. There's something good about that. There's something good about this shot. He won't let me. Until you see him. It doesn't look too bad there. No, that's alright from a distance. What the But look, he's got blue eyes and a blue mouth. So you can completely see... You can completely see there where they've coloured his own skin... Yeah. So around the mouth, around the eyes, is his Doug Bradley skin, which they paint, and then the appliance goes on yeah, around yes, that. Absolutely. Eyes, mouth, and ears. Yeah, that's where his real skin is. Yeah. So, I mean, that's shocking that they have allowed that to, and that to happen. And some kind of weird, slow motion, slightly weird thing <laughs> they've got going on there. Which sort is... of frame skippy thing. Yeah. <clears throat> They smashed his model. And then... Ooh. The wall's bleeding like an End of oh. Hellraiser one. Yeah. And that's nice. It's just, I don't know, if I was Leviathan, I'd just be like, what are you up to, Pinhead? Mm. Like, you're really just... You're you just were, messing you around a bit here. To hell. A few days ago, you're still there. Yeah. You'd summon from hell, sorry. A few days ago, you're still there on Earth. You're walking you around... <laughs> You know, stabbing walls, being threatening, kidnapping kids, leaving special messages for people to come and find you. What? Smashing his model. I like that model. <laughs> you smashed it up. 
She finds the box. So he's now left them in a room. Oh, oh God, dog. here we go. And the box, obviously, right in front of them. Yeah, why did he leave if the you, box there? You know, is it... We've discussed this before. You said maybe he has to. Do you remember saying that? Who has to do what? Pinhead <laughs> maybe has to, or the Cenobites somehow oh, have to leave the box so that there's yeah. a chance that you can yeah, use it. Yeah, to make it fair. But I don't see why, why they No, it doesn't make any sense. Because <laughs> um, as we know, you can use the box to get rid of demons. Yes. Well, that's it. And This is okay. This stuff's okay. It still looks... It still looks this looks like a scare um, attraction that Maze. I went into <laughs> yeah. once. It does. <laughs> that I worked in, actually. <laughs> um, okay. The Ooh, pillar, pillar. Nice. looks rubbish. And here we go. Look at that. Lit. Oh, it's bad. Kind of good idea. Oh. No, I don't. I don't doubt the idea. The idea is good. But that model... <clears throat> Oh, do you know what I read? I read that most of the film, the effects were done by Gary Tunnicliffe and Image Animation, but The Chatter Beast was done by Kevin Yeager's company. Okay, but Kevin Yeager is good. He is good. He's very good. So what, what happened there? So what the hell? <laughs> because if they, to be honest, I've seen it in other films, if the guy doing the effects is also making the film, they don't charge for it. Do no, you know what I mean, he may he obviously makes it like Brian Yosner doing Society. Absolutely, and... you know they do, they pull out yeah. their top game effects. Absolutely, that's a very love it well quoted line. Love it. Um, no, you're right, but that dog is awful. Well, what happened there then? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like it's made of plastic. I think it's the light. I, I, it could I, be the lighting. I really yeah, no, keep, it could be the lighting. We I, keep banging on about the lighting. I keep bringing it back to the lighting, and I apologise if the person who lit this film is like, is, what, is the hell? This, but what the hell? It wasn't me. But no. I do feel that the lighting is often is not a bit out of whack. Yeah. He's even this, again. even him. this, you know. He's not in focus. He there, doesn't he? look. They're not making the best use of his face, <clears> to be honest. <laughs> no. Uh, there's a bike in the background. Mm. It's one of weird medieval instruments. Oh, pardon me. I mean, Doug Bradley, do. you know, he, w- with the pinhead character, he needs to be photographed in certain ways. Yeah. And you can make him look absolutely amazing. And in this film, they're really just putting him front and centre, well lit. Mm. Uh, which was initially what they did in Hellraiser, but they just did it no, in a certain way in the f- that made it work. In Hellraiser, in the hospital scene, they're really well lit. I mean, that was the whole ethos of the original Hellraiser, yeah. it was not to hide them in the shadows. Exactly, exactly. But in this one, it just doesn't Clive Barker work. had an argument with his DP about how they should be lit in the hospital. Good idea. Send the kid off on his own. That's what I'd do. <laughs> That's what i do. This is weird, because he just looks like he's got fake hair. It he, he is fake. It must be. Must be. You. He wants what he was born with. So what so, he wants to kill him because uh, he got the lights in his brain. Uh it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense than what's about to happen. 
Oh no, we're just watching it now. Sorry. So um, <laughs> he's talking about this. I mean, that's fun lighting there when you yes. can't really see it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, that is good. good. And, you and then you can see, see that you can see that redness almost yeah. to the yeah, to no, the to the grid. It's fun when you can just see the pins moving. That's yeah. really good. They should do more of that. But I'm not. I'm not wrong in saying that the they're more rounded, aren't they? You no, you are right. Yes, it's very subtle. Yeah, that's cool because the pins there almost form his pupils of his eyes. Mm. And he can do kids' voices. He can do now. the voices. Yeah. 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 Look, they're, they're red. The yeah, the lines are red. His teeth aren't as bad as in the first film either. Yeah. <laughs> he had really bad teeth in the first film. So he's got his teeth fixed. <laughs> oh, doggy. Doggy. And the fr- again, the, again. The, the, the running bits are okay. They're okay. The dog... Because they're really quick. The That's dog typifies this whole film because it's hugely ambitious Yeah, it doesn't come out that well. No. It's only the close-ups that are really bad. That's bad as well, because... That's not great. That's not great, but it's not the worst. What don't you like about that, then? But it looks like a toy. It looks like it's made of plastic. Well, it is. <laughs> no, but it shouldn't look like it is. It should, it should look like Look, they've it's... greased it up. They've greased it up. they greased it up. And that's fun, but they should and have that... put some kind of skin or flesh tone on it. Well, they... It should be dripping... Around this time. Skin and... Around Flesh. this time, the stuff, what would that have been? It wouldn't have been like a good silicon skin. They could have done something, sure. <laughs> okay, well, she, okay, so she wants him to finish his work. She wants him to make the Elysian configuration. So she did want it. She does now. For a minute. <laughs> Over the pathway for me. Yeah, and implying he... either she wants to go back to hell because she's had enough, or that implies when she sees him and she's she like, wants... "Come on, quick!" Yeah, that she wants to get rid of Pinhead. But they had a little sexy scene earlier on, so we think they like each other. Well, so that doesn't make any sense either. Well, I, I, I remember at this point I was completely confused. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense, right? So he's pressed the button. The configuration should be working now. It starts to work. Okay. Should that get rid of Pinhead? Tech runs to the dad. Is it working? No. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, but he said he couldn't perfect it. No. And that's it now. That's it. Dead. And a brilliant effect. This is good. This well, is this is, this great. Is, this is Gary Tunnicliffe again. Who's great. Always... Although he should have chopped his fingers off. Brilliant. Yeah, that would have been fun as well. This um, is good. Look at that. No. Everything that Gary Tunnicliffe does is brilliant. That was very good. Okay. You bastard. Her, her, her two lines are just not... Yeah. <laughs> does this box work both ways or something? Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so, and then she... The box grabs her. There's some lights again, which is supposed to be the listening configuration from earlier on. But... It's all been chopped up too much. It doesn't make any sense. It grabs it doesn't make any her. Sense. 
Then it just explodes. And he just gives it the classic no. So she's hooked up the box. It jumps from her hand, grabs Angelique. The box explodes. Pinhead says no, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it, that's it. That's all that happens. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And he doesn't even explain it. <laughs> and it would have been great if Rimmer here just went, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we know, it was supposed to be the... Elysian configuration pops on Pinhead gets out of the way by shooting a chain from his mouth to the ceiling and then flying up it mm. it winks out and then he gets rid of Angelique and mm. then the box gets solved and he explodes mm-hmm. but none of that happened that bit doesn't make any sense yeah which is a real shame <clears throat> And now we're back in the future, which we've been to. Back to the future. Well, exactly. Oh, I and then they show Pinhead in Back to the Future and then film. They think we good. are so <laughs> we are so dumb that we have to see this again. This was one hour ago. Come on, guys. Like we can remember that. Is this is this padding the running time? Maybe because they well they can't because they cut so much out. No, I, I I do actually believe it's because they think they they won't remember what happened. Oh come on! And he just what, said, said "I summoned a demon." It's supposed to be like a big reveal, <gasps> and that was him at the beginning doing oh, it. He, oh, so oh. I see. And there's Angelique again. No mention of her. She doesn't get any sort of reveal. You have to go. Hang on, is that Angelique? Yeah, and it would have been great if he, you know, obviously said, "Here she's got his red gashes again." His red gash. Red gash. Hmm. The problem with these is the the this film started that process of making Pinhead look weak because yeah. he walk is just this walking slowly thing, appearing in a room, then slowly reacting to something happening to him. And yeah, it, it just it didn't really work for me that kind of way of him being no I agree yeah it's 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 odd that they went down this line <clears throat> so here's all the stuff that happened earlier on that we didn't see and that's interesting it's nice that they left some stuff to later on yeah but it's it's so odd that the studio turned around and said, hang on, Pinhead isn't in it until half an hour into it. And they were like, well, yeah. Did you not read the script? <laughs> All I mean, the scripts we sent you. It's not, but it's not, it's not odd that they felt that way. Unfortunately, no, I, it's yeah, completely it's the way that they do things. <clears throat> yeah, true. It's really sad. They don't but, trust the filmmakers to do... Just to do a good job. No. And if you look at what happened with Hellraiser 3 and then this film, this film is hugely ambitious in the scope. And really, if the original script had been put out there, it would have been a very interesting piece. Yeah. But it, you can see how that doesn't fit into the studio's design for what no. they want. Yeah, I know. But then they've run it into the ground, obviously. Well, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. And it got quite negative reviews. Yeah. And killed off... This was the last film that was released in the cinemas. And yeah. that, as I said earlier on, only in the 
in America. It was not released in cinemas in the UK. Mm. Straight to video. It's really sad, isn't it, actually, when you think about it? It is really a huge shame. No, it is. And I think, you know, you said that um, Doug Bradley said, you know, this is the worst experience of my career. I would like to know... I've got the quote here. Why... Let me just look at it. Was that because of the studio interference? Or was that because it was really bad on the set? There was a lot that happened. A lot got changed and mucked around. Doug Bradley said... Bloodline was the shoot from hell. It was the most miserable professional experience of my career. Mm. Deary me. So obviously it was... And he said to us that Hellraiser 3 was the best yeah. <laughs> experience of his career. And I'm career. not surprised because Hellraiser 3 was like, he was yeah. the man. You know, he was right there. You know, big Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. And this one was like, clearly yeah. fucked up. <laughs> Massively. It was. But he... You know, to his credit, Doug Bradley always. That's fun. That's great. That's always more Gary um, stuff, though. Here oh, we go. Look at that. Doug Bradley's mm-hmm. always um, giving it his full performance. Mm. As you would, well, I mean, as I. As I you said do. in our Bloodline commentary, <clears throat> at this point, it's actually quite boring. Yes. Because you know all that's going to happen is they're going to get picked off one by one. Yeah. And something will happen to the demons at the end. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, okay, come on. Whereas if you hadn't had the space stuff earlier on, you'd still be reeling from, oh my God, we're in space yes. right now. You'd be interested going, okay, what's what's yeah. going to happen? What's, what, what's going on with these characters? I mean, it, it is, it was crazily ambitious to basically make three films in one. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. But it could have worked if they'd allowed it to be a two hour film and the thing really is, explored things. We live in a world now where, like, The Dark Knight rises. Yeah. You know, films like that are given... Well, The Dark Knight trilogy, I'd say. Yeah. And like, The Lord of the Rings and The well, Hobbit. But a lot of these films that are supposedly based on fluffy yeah. things are given super serious, two yeah. and a half hour long running times. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot of money invested in them and they're given the time to breathe. Mm-hmm. The characters are allowed to develop. Yeah. And if that could happen with a Hellraiser film, it would be amazing. It would be. But unfortunately, at the moment, Hellraiser is a direct-to-video franchise. Yeah, it's down the toilet they because of what the, the studios well, have done that's, to that's it. That's the first shot of her properly. Yeah. <clears throat> and they keep talking about a remake, a reboot. That's great. But that they won't allow that to be a, an epic. And it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> need... It'll be a 90-minute... <laughs> Slasher film, probably. Absolutely, and it don't, or, you know, in in a way, you don't really want a remake. You want no. a continuation, not of the same story, because Hellraiser's proved it. Of it the doesn't ideas, need, of the ideas, the of the themes, and the yeah. mythology. And um, it just, it really, you know, it gets to me that now we live in a world where think there are films now that I dreamed of when I was little mm. you know that I thought there will never be you know there's never going to be like a major Iron Man film <laughs> for God's sake there's never going to be Batman films that really you know really go into it you yeah. know like they like we, we, we're living in a great time now in some respects with yeah. with movies you know zombie films I remember thinking there's never going to be any more zombie films and, <laughs> and then that happened now they're everywhere and now they're everywhere too many you can't get away now. with them <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know, I wish that somehow Hellraiser could be touched by this 
phenomena of people letting you know I remember thinking there would never be another Indiana Jones film (laughs) you know some dreams are obviously awful (laughs) although Star Wars episode 7 well fingers crossed for that one hey we'll save that for the Star Wars podcast but I tell you what the Evil Dead remake was pretty good and did very well it was interesting yeah so fingers crossed they will go look this one did well that was a bit weird. That was a bit weird. Sorry, a bit weird back to the screen. Yeah. That's what's actually happening in, in Bloodline. Yeah. That was a bit odd. Um, if they do look at the Evil Dead trilogy... Uh, sorry, Evil Dead remake, they might go, yes, this this worked. Let's do a proper Hellraiser one. Maybe. Yeah. I, but anyway. I mean, I, do, I, I just don't really want a remake in a way. We'll just see. because I think it's out of our hands. I mean, we could try and write one and send it to them, but shall we, listeners? Shall we? I tried to get in contact with them. <laughs> and I think say, we hey, should. we made this Piercing the Veil. Listen to it and get us. By the way, if anyone one. hasn't listened to Piercing the Veil, check it out. It's very on good. Our, it's it's on around feed. episode twenty-one. Have episode a look twenty-one. It's our little um, <clears throat> take on a bit of Hellraiser. But I think we could, even if we don't get to write the re- the remake or the reboot, we could definitely write Hellraiser eleven or ten. I think so. You've got plenty of ideas, Peter. We have. We have. We, we have. have. We, have. we uh, bloody yeah. have. We've got a really good one that we're not going to tell you about. Cause it's too good. <laughs> um, so if anyone knows anyone works at Dimension, or if you're listening to this, Dimension Films, if if the Weinstein's listening to this, we've got some good ideas. Please get in contact with us. Hello is a podcast at hotmail.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you really think they've listened this long? Absolutely. <laughs> This is the one they've listened to. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at this. I like this space prison. Okay, let's get back. Space prison, which is just some yeah. spotlights. <clears throat> yeah. No, but it's, it's lasers. But that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That, is actually, that, is cool. that is actually quite a cool way of doing something mega, mega cheap. Yeah. Without visual effects. That was a good idea. But, I mean, the fact that we've been talking for so long, not about the film, shows how kind of dull it is at this point. At this point, it, I find it extremely dull. Um, the, the the soldiers being picked off one by one you know that he's got a plan in place and you know it's just getting Pinhead in the right room where he can do his plan and the plan's going to go a bit wrong and then Pinhead's going to go you know that's going to happen yeah this guy's found the box and this is where it's a bit annoying with Pinhead because sometimes Pinhead walks into a room and he's completely taken by surprise mm. and destroyed and sometimes Pinhead can just appear anywhere and to do whatever he likes. Yeah. I do quite like her makeup, I must say. Oh, yes. <clears throat> no, it's very good. Yeah, she it's looks good. good. It's very Yoink. Good. That's mine. <laughs> What's going to happen now, Phil? Well, it's probably one of my favourite Hellraiser scenes ever. <laughs> it's the worst. Absolute crap. They split apart in some strange scene. And he just stands there. I mean, this poor guy. What kind of acting... He... The poor man has to stand there and he's go... He's told to just stand there. React to no, two people so splitting shocked. apart. Doesn't know what to do. He's and like, then just okay. stand there. He's, he's like, like, wait a minute. Like, what am I going to do? You're both on either side of me. Both these wait guys. a minute. What, okay. you, what so, do I do? Oh my God, look at them. Wait oh, a minute. Ow, ow. No, that's okay. I don't mind him so much. No, it's not his fault. I'm just saying it's so protracted. What, what yeah. the hell can the poor guy do? And now he's being sucked into them... 
That is. Oh, that was it. That's utter that's it. bullshit. That's <laughs> utter crap. And that's that was awful. it. And that's the only reason for having this twin thing. What the hell? Yeah. God. Twin, twins and twins. It's not all about twins. They're not that scary. No. So. Here we go. Pinhead versus Merchant. There's a weird um, Christmas reindeery bell effect yeah. that seems to happen. Some sleigh bells in the background. When he turns up. <laughs> hey, he's very festive. I never really noticed it before. <laughs> he's pushing some buttons. He's like, oh. Earth. Yeah. I I do like this aspect of Pinhead that he's, he he really enjoys Earth mm. and all everyone. Yeah, he does love humanity in the way that he hates it. Yeah, you know he wants he likes the fact that we exist and that we he can just destroy us over and over again. He does. <sighs> he doesn't mind. Interesting. He's get, he gets a bit um you know, he's he's getting a bit too ambitious. Yeah. He is a bit and what does that mean even, the stuff he just said about the earth? Well Is he planning to go to the earth after this? Yeah. Surely he has to go back to hell, doesn't he? Well that's when you he's know, finished. He's, I think he's always been a character well, he has <laughs> after the first one, he's always been a character who's kind of overreaching his bounds and going, Well, I'm sick of just picking off one or two people. I actually want to just Destroy the whole world. Hmm. That's no, the way the I, one, I don't think. think. Maybe in the third one, that was when he well, first clearly in the third unbound. One, he gets unbound. Yeah, he? but the second one, he's still kind of doing his job. Yes, 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 yes. He is. He wants to fight Chenard. Fair enough. Oh, but, oh, oh here we go. Plastic dog alert. Plastic dog. <laughs> yes. Right. You keep on talking. I'm going to get us another drink. Right. He's going off to get us another drink. So I'm going to say. This lady's running down a corridor, very Alien 3-esque. Doors closing. Doors closing. Alien 3, but not as good, though. But hey, hey. Here's a drink. Thanks, man. I'm back. That was quick. I know. Um, I'm thinking about the listeners. The dog just did a nice little move where it jumps against the wall, uh, the door. Yeah, that's all right. Cool. That stuff's okay. It's the close-ups that are bad. And this is okay. Look, it's gone. <laughs> you like that bit, it. don't you? I like that bit, because it's... Won't be in the film again. I can't remember when we last spoke to um, Nick Vince about. He mentioned the Chatterbees, didn't he? He did. That was when we first spoke to him. What was it? Back at Comic Con. Yeah. So long ago. And it was. That was. That really was. Um, yeah, and we spoke to him about the new film, Revelations, and mentioned that there was a lady chatterer. <laughs> he was quite <laughs> impressed with that. Unfortunately, it's a much better idea than it actually is on the screen. Yeah. Which was we're working up to, ladies and gents, our Revelations Sambuca podcast. Whoa. <laughs> That's going to be insane. Yeah. <clears throat> We've got the Sambuca ready. So we'll crack through a couple of bottles of that. A couple of bottles <laughs> each. <laughs> we probably wouldn't recommend you to join us for that one because that might get a bit messy. Well, no, join us in, in terms of listening. Oh, yeah, listen to it. <laughs> Don't get Sambuca. Anyway, that's quite good fun. The hologram. Although we discussed this before, didn't we? With no, I know. Like, how does he... Is he not aware of things? 
Yeah, because surely he would know, of know what's going on in, in the world. He doesn't know about holograms. But so he's, he's been in hell. He's not supposed to escape, though. In the original script, it's actually Merchant and Pinhead both get destroyed at the end. I kind of, yeah, I kind of like that he escapes. <laughs> okay, that's the way that I'm feeling today. Good. I, I, I like it. The end game. I cannot die, he I says. Can't die, yeah. Well, I said, he just said, I mean, he has some great lines while we were just chatting. He was saying, like, I am forever, and you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm so exquisitely empty. Amazing. Yeah, that's wonderful. But now, Pinhead. There's some look, w- he's, he's weird makeup destroyed. here. Where he's well, kind of got like, his... missing an eye. Yeah. He's got this kind of weird black mesh over his eye. Parts of his, his face are being ripped off. Yeah, yeah that is weird. Look, you can like see... a fly's eye. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's supposed to be like painted out, but it just the lights were too bright. Oh dear. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Interesting. You can never really get one over on Pinhead because he's, 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 the last word. he's all right. <laughs> he's all right with a bit of suffering. You say that, but I think that that's it. So that was that's that was supposedly death. the end of Pinhead. And as we said, you can have as many films in the future. You know, in our future, that's set between then whenever the 1920s and when this happens. Sure. But you can't have anything after that. Done. Finished. Credits. <laughs> if if someone you know mm-hmm. started a, a project to make a film that happened after this, I would question their sanity. Well, yeah, exactly. For sure. What, what's, <laughs> what's your point? When you said it one year before this, and it can still be in space or in the future, and Pinhead can turn up, and it's um, fine. Yeah, that would be the mark of someone who's actually lost their marbles. They were like a director who's like, I want to do another Hellraiser film. I want Doug Bradley as Pinhead, but I'm going to set it after Bloodline. <laughs> that's when they need to be committed. Yes, I agree. So that's it. That's it. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, that was, that was all right. There's a lot that doesn't make any sense. And maybe because we've sat and talked about it. And made it make sense to ourselves. That makes it better yeah. right now for oh, us to watch it. <laughs> but I if can't... you sat watching that for the first time ever without having ever seen it before, you'd be I... a bit confused by the yeah. end. Yeah, I can't fully remember the emotions I felt when I first watched it. I know I was confused at No, points. I can't either, actually. Because it was quite a long time ago. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. And I, and I, know, I, I know I was confused. Yeah, um, but I know that I also thought some of it was good, and no, some I, of yeah, it was rubbish. I agree, absolutely. Um, so the music's okay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's all right. I don't mind that. <clears throat> the, uh, the special effects, on the whole, apart from the dog, are brilliant. And even some of the Look, dogs are right. Beast. <laughs> Great, I can you. Can you well, apparently, he also. Created Chucky. Well, and he is amazing. You like a bit of Chucky, don't you? I love Chucky, very much. Um, Gary Tunnicliffe. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of. Um, also, Kevin Yeager apparently stuff. worked on um, Friday Thirteenth Part Four. He's done it all. The final chapter, He's which is all. possibly the best of all, the. All. Friday 13th, I don't know. 
Well, my favourites are four and six. Well, of those films. What about ten? Ten's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's not as good as four or six, though. Oh well, well. Yeah, I don't know. that's just, for another. That's another I'm just, podcast. I'm just picking out numbers. No, Jay, Jay's yeah. next is is pretty good actually. It's it's good fun. I quite enjoyed it, actually. but it's um, but four four and six are the best for me. Um, Honey wagon driver Duke Stevens. <laughs> he did a great job. I just want you to know that he drove the honey wagon. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, Kevin Yeager's in all the credits. Teachers, or was that for the little kid? You think teachers? Yeah. Because he had to have some teachers. Maybe it was set, teaching so. the twins how to act. Or something. Well, they should shot. get fired then. <laughs> um, yeah, all these guys get fired. The gaff of the grips. <laughs> I think that there was a lot of good intentions with this film. I think that they made the big Hollywood version of Hellraiser three, and then they thought, let's try and make something a bit more cerebral, and the studio shat all over it. No, I completely agree. There's the cast list. Some are great. Some are not so great. <clears throat> Adam Scott, your favourite. <laughs> Michael and Mark Polish. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think uh, it's a really sad story. It uh, is. It is. I That's think the real thing. There's there's can, goodwill here, and there's there's people you know, trying to do something good. We can sit here and take piss out of it, but really, it's it's just a real shame. To be fair, I've, I feel like you know, were we making this film, um, yeah. and and we had that kind of studio interference, our film that mm-hmm. we love would probably turn out pretty crappy as well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly exactly that's that's the problem and that's what's and really so you can't hard. really have a go at Kevin oh, Yeager let's and... get back to the, we keep you know coming back to these like studio bashing things but sometimes they need to rein yeah. in a bit they do well we all know that you know and then they let they, so they sometimes let someone just fly with their vision and mm-hmm. it makes them billions of dollars so what do you get maybe someone they need like, to consider um, that New Line Cinema who say to Peter Jackson, yes, make the Lord of the Rings films as long as you want, as many as you want. I know, I know. And they were like, that's clearly not going to make any money. But, it, you know, it ruled the world. Exactly. And the same with The Dark Knight, and the same with Joss, putting, making Joss Whedon do The Avengers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and letting like, They're all decisions that your technical, normal studio wouldn't do. No. But when you do it, it works. Trust them. Trust. Trust. That's what it's all about. Mm. And there we are. That's it finished. That's it. So thank you all for listening. We've appreciated you joining us to watch the film. Do let us know your thoughts on it. Hellraiser podcast at hotmail.co.uk or Twitter at HellraiserCast. We're on Facebook. Check us out there. Check us out there. Website, hellraiserpodcast.com. And we will see you all very soon for our next podcast, which we won't tell you what it's going to be about because we haven't decided yet. Hooray! (laughs) Hooray! See you all very soon. Oh, there's a police siren in the background. They found us. Shit. We need to leave. We'd better go. Let's pack up. We're going right now. All right. Goodbye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.